we want to get found, but we also need to get booked, correct? Right. So CRO stands for conversion rate optimization. So that means that, okay, I've done my SEO. I'm getting people to my site. I'm getting web visitors, but are they taking the, the conversion actions I want them to take? Are they taking actions that I want them to take? Now for every business conversion, it's going to look different. With conversion rate optimization, we're basically looking at, okay, where are we losing people and how can we improve? Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hey y'all, Fusa Rees is my guest on the podcast today and we are talking about how to guide those viewing your website to take action and convert into leads. Uh, super important. Um, Fuse has some amazing tips for us um, and we even get into SEO and Google Analytics and she also shares some really good tips on making Instagram Reels, which... I made a couple uh, since we recorded this, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I, I feel good. So uh, so definitely stick around for those tips there toward the end. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the today's episode. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. Um, I see we got a couple people watching right here. And um, what's up, Skylar? I haven't seen you in a while. Um, good to see you in here. Um, what are you up to? Are you uh, are you here in town? Are you driving? Well, I guess if you're driving, don't, don't, don't tell them. (laughs) What town are you located again, Joe? Um, Just outside of Houston uh, in Texas. Um, Okay. I was just in Texas. I know. I saw that you were in Dallas and I was like, Ooh, I want to go, but I was, I know that's far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was fun. I mean, you guys definitely show the hospitality. I'll tell you that much. Good. I was treated very well. Good, good. How how long were you in town? Was it just four for nights. like four nights? So for, okay, yeah, from Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, so oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Okay, sweet. Did you get to see, uh, like, go around, see any sites around DFW? Not really, but I was in Frisco, right next to the Star, which is right oh. next to the Dallas Cowboys headquarters. Yes, it is. So I walked over there and had dinner. So that was nice. Like I really didn't go to Dallas because it was forty minutes away. Yeah, yeah. And I was like tired. You know, I had um, I was there for a VIP day, which is something I offer. And then we decided to do an SEO lunch and learn on Friday, which was weird because it had been over a year that I've actually been somewhere teaching in person, you know, right. Oh There's yeah. Like only 10 people, but still it was like, Whoa, <laughs> it was just weird, but <laughs> yeah. it was a lot of fun. So I got to hang out with a lot of photographers, some other business, some realtors, designers. Um, and it's nice to be around creatives and people that, um, are forward thinking and, um, have your back. Um, and we were talking about like community is so important, but the right community is important. So when you're surrounded with people that are like, you know, 
cheering you on and being like, yes, raise your price. Yes. You know, and, and happy when you've succeeded and reach your goals and, and talking about just abundance and generational wealth that we can build with our businesses instead of being busy and broke Been there done that. Um, so it was really nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad that you had a good time in Texas. That's, that's good. Yeah. Hope to be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you are, um, I'm in South Florida. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about Miami. Yeah. Miami is crazy right now. Yeah. Yeah. I may or may not be second shooting for a friend, uh, for a wedding in Miami in July. Um, it's still kind of up in the air. She's looking gotcha. for someone local, but I was like, Hey, if you need, like, I will gladly come and yeah. hang out and see your face. Um, but yeah, I have never been to Miami. I've been up in the panhandle of Florida. Oh, nice. Many, many times. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Texans go there. A lot of Texans go there. Yeah. I, we can I, just drive I learned because <laughs> we, we, uh, escaped, um, what was the, the hurricane three years ago, four years, three years ago. Uh, Rita? No. Rina, yeah, Rita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So we decided to go to what's the Pan- Panama City? Uh huh. And of course, it decided to go west. It just turned, yeah. <laughs> so it was all Texans there. Tennessee, yeah. too, I think. People from Tennessee. I can um, see that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's funny, like my my parents, they always wanted to go to like Gulf Shores mm-hmm. and uh, Pensacola area because that's like it's pretty close for us. And it's, it's beautiful. It's the Gulf. So. It is. Yeah, it's probably the best sand that I've seen in the Gulf. Yeah, um, that's not just covered in seaweed and yeah, gross seaweed down yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. So last weekend when you were in Texas. Um, one of the reasons that, you know, I didn't, didn't look into to going up there was, um, we were down at the coast here in Texas and the, it was, it's a, a nasty beach that we go to, um, okay. but, it's, but it's free. Uh, my grandparents built this like little one room Aww. beach house in the seventies and they, just, they let, you know, any of the family who wants to go, That's we're just nice. like, Hey, is this weekend available? And then they'll give us the keys. And, nice. but, but the beach smells like sulfur and uh, it's, it's not, but it was a getaway, <laughs> but it was a getaway. Yeah. The kids probably liked it. <laughs> oh, the kids loved it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, just sitting like swinging on a hammock with the sea. Yeah. Coming oh, in. Love. All about that. Awesome. Uh, but, All right, guys. Sorry. We're in the tangent here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get started. Yeah, let's let's get into some CRO. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so I got Fuse with me, Fuse Reese, um, and uh, yeah, so you're based in uh, Southern Florida. Um, you are a marketing expert um, and a branding photographer. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about what you do, what you love doing. Yes. All of the things. All the things. So I became a photographer 13 years ago. Um, and so I was a wedding photographer for nine years. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. So I started my business in New Jersey and a couple of years into my photography. And at the time, I had two kids under the age of three. And, you know, I wanted to really get new clients because I had photographed everyone in my church and they were real cheap. All the 
Brazilians in the church. I'm like, I need the Americans. I need the Americans with the dollars. Anyway, so, you know, I didn't have money for advertising. I barely, I was like still financed my camera and uh, had a computer that my mom gave. Like, so it was very, it was a struggling time. And, um, you know, somebody, I started reading some blog posts. That's when blogging kind of came around. And then some photographers were sharing like, you know, social media. And then I started with social media, actually started connecting with ven- wedding vendors on Twitter. I don't know if you've been in the wedding industry that long, but I book weddings because of Twitter. You know, I connected yeah. with wedding planners. I photographed the ABC, which is this, the Association of Bridal Consultants in New Jersey. Okay. So I started getting my feet with like the wedding community um, in person a little bit and then via social media. And then about two years into my business was when um, a fellow photographer from California told me about SEO, search engine optimization. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, well, I optimize my website. um, So I'm found by this small venue. I live in a very, you know, he was like in either LA, San Francisco, I forget. And he's like, there's a small venue that I really love. It's like a piano bar. So I tweak my site. So when people looking to get married at that venue, they find me. And I was like, what? Hmm. Tell me more. So I kind of say that I fell in love with SEO and this idea that I, this crazy girl, could um, make changes on my site and my blog. And then in order for perfect strangers on Google to, to find me. So I did run into a huge challenge because I realized that this SEO world was a very techie men's world. No offense, where like the crazy Brazilian wasn't didn't really fit in. Uh-huh. But one thing I've learned in my entrepreneurial journey, which has taken me many places, very lots of highs, lows, and now we're good now, um, is that you have to follow your curiosity. So I was still very curious. I felt really dumb because it was very technical and I had no but I followed the curiosity. I volunteered to photograph this, one of the biggest SEO conferences just to be around those people. And I didn't understand anything, but I was just so happy to be there. So <laughs> I then started taking classes um, and work, you know, reading everything that I could find. And then I started applying and I, and I realized I was like, you know what? I don't really need to be like this SEO expert, but like there are practical things that I can do in order for it to work. So then I heard the magic words of bride saying, I found you in Google. So I was like, I'm on to something. Yeah. You're like, this is working. This is working and it's free and I can do it. And I don't need all the things. I just need a few of the things. So Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, I started like, um, Facebook groups rolled around. So then a lot of the photography Facebook groups, whenever there was a question about SEO, I kind of you know, would answer. And then I launched my first boot camp before online teaching was a thing um, back in 2000 and I think 13. It was my first class. Okay. Um, so then I kind of fell in love with marketing more than, than photography, to be honest. And then I relocated to South Carolina and the business kind of died, died down there. And I was teaching online, you know, already. And then I moved to South Florida four years ago and actually ended up working at a marketing agency as the director of SEO um, for two years. And then I, I was like, it's time to fuse my two passions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so personal branding photography, because it has a lot to do with what I do, because essentially at the end of the day, it's really about um, three things. It's about gaining visibility, um, gaining credibility yeah. and organic sales. 
So SEO is just a means and there's other means that I offer as well as far as marketing services. Those are just the means. But like I kind of created my own, I call it the fuse formula. And we work on those three things together. So for some people, that means they need PR. For some people, that means they need social media help. For other people, it's full on SEO. Other people, it's email marketing. Um, so those things are just the means. But at the end of the day, we are in a, in a crazy wild time where things are competitive and saturated. So we need to be able to stand out. Um, and to always increase our online visibility and um, our credibility in the eyes of Google, because Google is the biggest search engine in the world and they could send us some leads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love I love that it's free because there there's so many things like especially early on. I was, you know, I tried Facebook ads. I tried imprint ads. I tried mm-hmm. all the wedding postcards, and postcards. Yeah, and yeah. Flyers and all the things and all of those cost money. And, um, and then, yeah, it was the same thing. I heard about SEO and I was like, wait, this is like a free thing I can do. And like, I went to school for, um, for web design and, uh, they taught zero about SEO, uh, which Mm -hmm. just kind of goes to show uh, who my professors were. Uh, they were, they were all stuck in the nineties. But I mean, six years ago I was in South Carolina and I, I I thought I, I needed to go back to school and get my master's in communication. And I was like, oh, you know, so, but then I tried to also see if they were hiring and I was like, oh, social media. They're like, no, we don't teach social media because things change so often. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> so, you know, in school, they are like kind of behind and it's, yeah. it's a lot of theory and not practical right. things. Right. So yeah. at the agency, we had MBA interns who were like wrapping up their MBA and they're like, we learn more here in the first four days than our whole MBA career, you know, because mm-hmm. it's real life, it's real clients, it's troubleshooting, it's customer service, it's optimization. It's, you know. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so much that goes into it. And uh, and it's it's something that if you just put a little bit of time into it, it'll start compounding uh-huh. as you're doing and just like yeah. a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there. And then yeah. it just it keeps growing and growing. Um, and it was it's probably maybe five or six years ago that. I started getting those, those leads that were like, Hey, I found you on Google or love it. Uh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? That's, what? that's crazy. Yeah. I've been working at all these other places trying to get right. leads coming in and you found me through a free thing that I'm doing. Um, yeah. And now it's like most, if it's not a referral from another vendor, it's Google. Um, awesome. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. But I am, I'm super interested in, in boosting my S or CRO um, because I don't, I don't know too much about that. Why I was like super curious. Like I love the videos that you've done on your your Instagram. And I was like, Ooh, I need to talk to her and just like take your brain. Uh, And so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Before we get into all the CRO and everything, is there something just, you know, through, throughout your career, whatever, 13 years back, uh, starting in photography, is there one piece of advice that really like was an aha moment and just changed the way that you do business or the way that you treat your clients or just, you know, anything that was like, Oh, this is a pivot. Yeah. Um, I think, well, I feel like I, I just, 
going through a huge pivot now where things are really falling into place. And I feel like I'm finally in my zone of genius and that can take time. So one mistake that I see that I made two mistakes, I feel like I quit my job too early. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't quit my job. Well, I quit my job because they were not family friendly and the kids were so little, but I thought I would get work. I, I took the summer off, but then like the economy crashed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, then I stayed without a job for seven, you know, like you couldn't get a job. But anyway, um, shiny ball syndrome, definitely the shiny ball syndrome was, uh-huh. you know, so for example, going instead of kind of sticking to consistency and what you do, you know, like I added video to my wedding business and it was a disaster, like not disaster for clients or anything like that, but like we switched you know, equipment. It was just too much. I didn't have no idea what I was getting into. Um, yeah, but it was like the, the, the thing, you know, fusion slideshows, everyone's right. got to do a video bio, like, yep. you yep. know, like kind of going with, Oh, you know, everyone's doing this. That means I need it too. Um, so that was a huge, hard, expensive lesson that we learned. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, yep. um, but two I did quotes, the same thing, <laughs> two quotes that really helped me have helped my business have been, the first is be you, everyone else is taken. And I, like I think that. that's, that's, I constantly have to remind myself of that. And like with social media and with digital marketing, with putting yourself out there, it's really easy to number one, compare yourself right to other people's highlight reels. And right. number two is um, be afraid if somebody's not going to like it, you know, there's already someone not liking you regardless if you're posting or not. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, then the other quote that I really like is done is better than perfect because sometimes we, we can be perfectionists and launching, you know, in um, just waiting, waiting, waiting for that perfect time. And there's no such thing. So I'm all about, you know, pushing through. Um, and then the last year with the pandemic, I started off on a real high, like, Oh, this is great. Let's work on marketing. Let's be productive. And then I realized that I, I sunk like everyone else. And we're like, I'm not uh-huh. motivated. I don't want to do anything <laughs> like the world's upside down. Yep. And it was okay. So I really learned um, in the last year about, um, just not being so hard on myself and not being this like workaholic, like oh, I have to make it as an entrepreneur and just being easy on myself and being like, it's okay. The yeah. work is always going to be there, right? The oh, to-do yeah. list yeah. is always going to be there. But so what I realized, what I was missing for a long time is kind of just sticking to the path and, and consistency. So I would like start, but then I would go here and here, shiny ball, squirrel, but uh-huh. consistency. So that is, and sometimes I still struggle. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I got to be like, no, <laughs> say no, stick oh, yeah. to your guns, oh, yeah. you know, follow your path. Um, and, you know, th- those are those are, are are the things and the challenges. And I still have other challenges like pricing myself, pricing my photography business has kind of been a struggle right now because I paused for two years. And then, you know, people thought like I was just like, who are you? What do you mean you're a photographer? I'm like, yeah, I was, not, I was a photographer for nine years. You know, I'm not new <laughs> off the boat. But then so, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, those are a couple lessons. Okay. Yeah. I love those. That's, that's great. And I love, um, what you, I, I also have shiny ball syndrome and I'm just, I guess the creatives were like, (laughs) yeah, I feel, I feel like a lot of us are, and just like, Ooh, that would be cool. Like always, always starting projects without 
finish right. the last one, um, which I do that with education all the time. And I'm just like, Ooh, there's this new course. Let me go ahead and buy this, uh, because this would be awesome. But and I, then we never do it. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, I haven't finished the last one, but I'm, I'm going to make time. So, you, <laughs> so you're a password hoarder. Is that what you are? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> heard that term. They're like, stop being a password hoarder. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Ouch. Yep. Yeah. Um, but also on the, the done is better than perfect. Cause I, I say that all the time. I love that phrase. It's um, because I, I don't know what Enneagram I am. I, I used to think I was a three. Now I'm thinking I might be I a six. I did it the other day, but already forgot. So yeah. I, I just can't remember. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whatever Enneagram that you can't remember what Enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, well, I don't know. A lot of creatives are all, all sorts of stuff, but like that, that sort of um, perfectionist, like I always wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted, like, it took me, almost a year to finish my website before I put it out there because mm-hmm. I was like, no, I want this to be the best. Um, and there's different kinds of perfectionism, which I learned yes. through my therapist. So I yeah. never thought I was a perfectionist because I'm not like the most organized person. I'm right. not the most tidy person. Oh yeah. You don't want to see the other side of this office. Yeah, yeah. But then she's like, well, you kind of like to be in control. I'm like, yeah, that I do. And she's like, that's another perfectionist mm-hmm. where you're trying, you know, a little OCD with, the kids in the life and trying to control everyone. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, okay. There's other kinds of perfectionism. So we have somebody from Northern Kentucky and they're loving your Jurassic jam shirt. Oh yeah. 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 So Skylar is, um, she, she has a, she's also a photographer and she has a charity uh, called John's boys and uh, they put on a Jurassic jam and it's a big fundraiser event. Oh. Um, and I, I photographed this last one in, uh, yes. Yeah. Nice. It's it in 2020, I think, or 2019. I don't know. I don't know. The years have blended together. Now. The years have like much. <laughs> <laughs> we were in person. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whatever uh, that was. Yeah. Yeah. And Hey, Belinda, what's going on? And Nada, Nada's in here. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I heard something recently from Gary V, um, about perfectionism and he was saying that perfectionism is just fear. Yeah. And it's a fear of people judging you, mm-hmm. not liking what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. It's a fear of people saying, Oh, like I could have done better than this. And yeah. And, uh, rarely people, I mean, you might get some comments and stuff just because people are trolls online. Yeah. There's crazies out there. Yeah. But for the most part, people are not thinking about what you're doing. They're thinking about what other people are thinking of what they're doing. <laughs> and, so we're all thinking about yeah, other people thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's, there's no need for perfectionism, like just get it done, get it out there. If you need to tweak it later, like I'm constantly updating my website. For example, I, uh, when visiting in Frisco, I was at Lejeune studio and Lejeune is Mm -hmm. a TikTok queen. She she has 30,000 followers on TikTok. She's booked like nine photography clients already. Nice. So I was like, Lejeune, we got to do a TikTok. You're the TikTok queen. And then we did it and it wasn't perfect. She's like, it's good. I'm like, it's good. And then I did two reels that did really well. And the transitions were a little off, you know, they were like, they uh-huh. were kind of like, they're off. They were, 
<laughs> you know, but hey, they're still getting views. People are still right. connecting and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And the more that you do it, like I've found that the more that I do reels and like editing together videos on my phone, the better I am at nailing those transitions and thinking yeah. ahead of, oh exactly. yeah, I want to do this. thinking about, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like the, the crazy TikTokers with hundreds of thousands yeah. or millions of followers. Yeah. It's just second nature now. So my sister is one of those people. Yeah. Yeah, so she's she has like well she has eighty maybe ninety thousand followers, but she's had like four videos over four million views. Wow. Um, so she's a hairdresser. Um, and you know, I, I got a chance to interview her for a client of mine who's in the beauty industry. And you know, what she said is it's the videos she does the most editing and planning don't don't go viral. It's the simplest. Yeah. Like, you know, touching the hair, like something silly and that you she did it on a whim that go viral. So there you go. Yeah. There's no need for right. all this perfectionism. Oh yeah. People talk about like, there's a formula to go viral and everything. And there's really not, it's, it's all by chance. And if you just put stuff out there, but if you don't put things out there, exactly. Right. Then, then nothing's going to go viral. Right. Uh, but yeah. And the same with, with your business, if you don't put things out there, people aren't going to find you on Google. Because right. you have nothing out there. Like that right. year that I sat on my website and didn't put it out because I wanted it John, to be perfect. John, John. I was missing so much. <laughs> missing out. I know. Could have been a millionaire by now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about SEO. Mm-hmm. What is CRO? Ooh. Okay. So I always say that SEO is only like half the battle, right? So SEO basically will, let's say your business is found in Google for a bunch of keywords and key terms that you would like. So to me, SEO is like putting, like having a store on Fifth Avenue in New York, Mm -hmm. heavy traffic, correct? Yeah. But if your window is not attractive, no one's going to go in and buy Mm -hmm. something. So we want to get found, but we also need to get booked. Correct. Right. So CRO stands for conversion rate optimization. Okay. So that means that, okay, I've done my SEO. I'm getting people to my site. I'm getting web visitors, but are they taking the, the conversion actions I want them to take? Are they taking actions that I want them to take now for every business conversion is going to look different. So people in the marketing world, a lot of that is a form. So getting people on their email list, filling out a form, um, you know, service-based industry might be filling out the contact form as well, but inquiring for the services. Or if you're e-commerce, if you have a shop, it might be that sale already. So you need to look at your website and figure out, um, you know, number one, what does conversion look like to you? What are the steps you want people to take? Mm-hmm. Then number two, I call this the user map experience. Um, and I actually have a freebie about that. And I'll add it to your Facebook group. So anyone in your Facebook yeah. group can just grab it. <clears throat> That'd be awesome. Um, so With conversion rate optimization, we're basically looking at, okay, where are we losing people and how can we improve? So one goal you always want, and you could even check in your Google Analytics, is ideally for for you to to get at least two two page visits per user. 
Because Google, so when somebody goes to your website, for example, let's say they found a blog post of a venue, of a wedding that you did. They found this blog post, beautiful, rustic bar, I don't know, making something up. Yeah. So they get there, but then they read. And then at the end of the of the blog post, they just leave. So that, is, that could increase your bounce rate. So bounce rate is essentially means that people are not, sorry, my dog, people are <laughs> bouncing. And Google's going to be like, hmm, I don't think this site is a good fit. People are not interacting, right? right. People are not engaged, almost like, you know, social media engagement. Oh, people yeah. are not engaging on this site. So it is our job to make sure that we get people to stay longer and take necessary actions. So one question you guys could write down whoever's watching and or catching the replay is, what are the top pages you want people to visit? Number one. So let's say, I'm going to ask you, John, what are the top yeah. pages you want people to visit? Um, I mean, my portfolio page for sure. Um, I mean, I have photos on every page, so they may not have to do that one. Um, but my contact form, um, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, cause I also have information there. It's not just like a form by itself. Okay. Um, yeah, those, my about me page, Okay. Learn, learn a little bit about me and my philosophy of shooting weddings. Okay. So how are you guiding your user to get there? Um, I have a few uh, calls to action on my homepage good. of uh, like, you know, you think we're a good fit, fill out this form or click here nice. or, um, or learn more about me and then link there. Um, pretty much like every section of my homepage has at least one call to action awesome. to send them somewhere. Awesome. So yeah, so that is great. So many cool. times, so the first thing we look at website is whatever's above the fold is really important. So I typically don't recommend a site with like a huge image header, or if you mm-hmm. do, you want maybe write a text, then you could say Houston wedding photographer, uh, because they say statistically, we have three seconds to capture somebody's attention. Yeah. So if it's a huge image and if I don't understand what you do, you you can't assume people are going to understand that you're a photographer just because there's a photo there. So our users are not many times we do the mistake of thinking too much like our industry. For example, we'll have things like, oh, people know how to, to click on the logo to go home. No, they don't. Or, oh, they'll know that the little three. No, you need little arrows. Mm-hmm. You have switching galleries. You need to say download here go here. People need like this hand holding because they're not right. creatives like us. Oh yeah. Um, so we can't, you know, think like, like a photographer or like a wedding planner or designer. So essentially you want to make sure that first when they land on your homepage, that what's above the fold and above the fold means if I don't scroll, if I don't scroll at all, you know, do I see what I need to see? Um, mm-hmm you know, to understand what your site is about. So for example, some people like me, I want them to fill, to, to sign up for something. I already have a sign up thing on my header photo, like a little button. Yeah. Um, so I always recommend having at least two calls to action. You want one. So this is another homework um, that your folks can do. So like cool. out of these top three pages, if you go, if I go all the way down, like it, is there a call to action there? Are you guiding me? So um, there's one student of mine. She's kind of inactive now with photography a little bit because she had to go take care of her parents, but her name's Candy Anderson Photography. And she did that really well. So she added like from her about page, she went and did a button, view my portfolio. 
yeah. instead of like a little small text, mm-hmm. she did view my portfolio. And then the portfolio page was like, she's a newborn photographer. Check out the studio. So she's guiding them. She's telling them where to go. Right. So I recommend buttons. I recommend that if you have like, you know, inquire now for a good fit here, but then you have, let's say you have more social proof testimonials, more photos, more text. And then at the bottom, add another call to action button. Okay. Right. So yeah. conversion rate optimization is really looking at, are they taking the steps that I want them to take? And are they going through my website? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, that's the goal, right? We're not, you know, and you don't need a thousand visitors, but you know, maybe right. it's a hundred and 10 people fill out and five people are going to be the, the, the ideal. Right. As a solopreneur and you really only can take, <laughs> you can certain, only take so much. Yeah. A, a certain number. So with conversion yeah. rate optimization, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at, you can also look at what is the average time people are spending on, on the site. So one thing I like to do too is when when looking at Google Analytics, if you go to where it says acquisition, um, and then you like, it's good to look at one full month and then you see like, okay, uh, my three you know sources are, let's say it's social, organic, direct. Um, and then in social, let's say like, ooh, there's a lot of visitors from Facebook. I'm surprised. But then if we compare how long the people from Facebook are staying versus the Instagram, you'll see that mm-hmm. the Instagram people are a lot more qualified. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, Because yeah. sometimes with like on Facebook, it could be just a session that you've shared or a blog post. So people will visit and they'll bounce, they'll leave. They'll just like scroll um, and they'll leave. So, you know, other things I think really help with CRO is like frequently asked questions so many times, so I do a lot of audits, especially for photographers. And many times there's nothing about how the process works, especially with portrait photographers. Yeah. Sometimes they just like put everything in an investment page and they're just like, fill this out. But like, how does it work? How long does it take? Mm-hmm. So think of frequently asked questions because that could help with the SEO side. So one thing I love to do is take a certain keyword or something, um, put it into Google And then I'll look at people also ask. People also ask is a gold mine for keywords. Yeah. Okay. Take those, those questions, the way people are asking. So let's Uh say getting married at the Ritz Miami. What I don't even know if there's a Ritz Miami, but you get there is. (laughs) Yeah. Getting married at the, you know, Ritz Miami. So there might be questions. They're like, you know, how many people, or is it expensive? Obviously not all the questions are going to be, you know, doable, Mm -hmm. but then those can become great blog posts or those can become really good info um, on your, your content pages, especially the info pages. So we have to remember that search engines. um, So we're trying to please search engines and humans at the end of the day, it's the human that book books you. So this is why your site needs to be fast, ultra fast. So you Mm -hmm. should um, Google, um, Google, Google speed tests and do the speed tests. Um, Oh yeah. Didn't you post about that in your Facebook group recently? So I posted. Yeah. Mine was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Mine was horrible too. Don't worry. (laughs) Because we're like, you know, when we started, we're like, it looks like, like an episode of hoarders back in, in there. Cause it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like 3000 images, whatever, uh-huh. yeah. you know, I used to blog like a hundred images for wedding, like certain, certain crazy. Don't do Me that. Too. Photographers yes. Well. Yeah. Don't, um, do don't do that. Things have changed. Blogging has changed. Uh-huh. Um, so these are the things. So looking in your analytics is important looking at, but looking at the end of the day, your user, because you know, the bots are great, but it's the user that is going to land there and essentially take the action I want them to take and essentially pay my bills so I can live my dream. 
Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, how can I improve my website? So many of the audits I do, there's like, you know, pro photo themes. So sometimes there's these, th- these themes where they think having a, a form in the footer does it and it doesn't No. Mm-hmm. So I also recommend listing your email in case somebody doesn't want to fill out a form. So yes. on yep. my contact page, I have my, usually my email also written there. Um, mm-hmm. If you can make your email clickable, if you can make the phone number clickable. So I feel like sometimes, and I've done this, we create hurdles for people to book us. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> but I don't know if it's subconsciously. It's, I don't know what happens, but it's yeah. like, then I look at my son, I'm like, wait, I have to fill this out. Then I have to go here. It's not clear. Like, where's your contact page? Like, mm-hmm. you need to make things as clear as possible uh, um, and really feed all this information. Because when they come to us, they feel like confident and we've answered most of their questions. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think then we also qualifying the, the people. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, those hurdles, I, I went to a, a photographer's uh, website earlier today. Cause I was, I was just looking at, at their stuff, possibly going to have them on as a guest. And there was no text on the homepage. It was just photos, yeah, no. um, which took you Tell to different pages. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's well, the thing when it comes to SEO and search, this is changing. It's going to change. Even Google had a big conference yesterday or the day before I was catching the updates. Uh-huh. Um, so visual search is a thing now with AI technology, all this craziness, right. but SEO is still a lot about text. So when you go to a creative's website and it could be the most gorgeous website with photos and videos, in the eyes of Google, it's naked. Yeah. So yeah. put some it's clothes on. It's just a bunch of blocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Put some clothes on. Put some clothes some on text. that website. <laughs> yeah. Google put a ring on that finger. Trust right? your website. Yeah. You want a if long-term you... relationship with Google. Not sure. one night stand. That's what I always yeah. say. You do not want Google to show up at your house and you're just standing there naked. They're going to run no. away. Your bounce rate's <laughs> going to go up. <laughs> That's a new one. I haven't used that one. <laughs> But yeah, I like whenever you're talking about those, like guiding your, um, the viewer on your website, I, I pictured a house or like a museum or something and you're like guiding them room to room and like, Hey, cause if if you just let them into a room and they're in your living room or whatever, and then they're just like, okay, yeah, like a museum cool. has I've arrows, seen, you know? Right. Yeah. Arrows or like Ikea, they have yeah. arrows going all Crazy. over the place and then shortcuts. If you want to go yeah. over here and there's like so many calls to action. Of, yes. Oh, I want to get to the contact form. Cool. You can cut through the bathrooms over here yeah. and you don't have to go through. And the, the cool long... thing is that these are kind of easy things to do and it can oh. make a huge difference. Yeah. A little button is yeah. Take me all of 30 seconds. And if you don't know how to that do that, then you tag someone in the group or hire someone on Fiverr. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Five dollars on Fiverr. Five dollars. Put a button, a button on your me. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, I love that because it is like your your users, the people who are coming in from mm-hmm. from Google, from Facebook, Instagram, wherever they're finding you. Um you like like you said, you shouldn't expect that they know, to know. To yeah because they're in it this is a new place they've never been here before yeah and not and only that they they might not be as internet savvy you know i mean oh yeah 
we saw with the pandemic, a lot of big brands weren't. Um, right. I, I just had, um, well, not uh, their wedding is coming up, but um, a few months ago, I had a couple, they're in their late forties and they're getting married and they found my site they're not tech savvy at all, but on my contact page uh, or at the bottom of my website in the footer, I have my, my email and I have my phone number and they called you. They called me and they were mm-hmm. like, Hey, uh, we're interested in hiring you. How do we do that? And I was like, yeah, you could fill out my contact form or I can just write stuff down and I'll email you. And she was like, yeah, that's great. And then they booked with me. But if I didn't have my phone number on there, they probably wouldn't have booked. And I've had right. other, other couples that were like, yeah, I've called like seven other photographers and no one picked up their phone. Uh, but you did. So we're going to hire you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Cause I don't, That's I don't right. care. I, I talk to those telemarketers all the time and <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, you're a telemarketer. Okay. Bye. But, um, but yeah, like have uh, one other tip I have is like mm-hmm. also, um, location, location, location. Okay. Writing down many websites I get to, I have no idea where you're located. So if you're a local business trying to get oh, found yeah. in a local market, uh-huh. you know, don't assume just by listing your phone number, I'm going to know where you're located. So you could always have like a text, like so-and-so is, you know, Houston based wedding photographer serving this, this, this area available for travel. Yep. So, you know, on the homepage, if you can, on your about page and contact page, you want to radiate, radiate, I can't say it. You know what I mean? Repeat uh-huh. your location. And if you start in different cities, no problem. One page, you can mention a couple, right. another page, you can mention the County, you know, it depends. Like, here, for example, where I live, they call it South Florida, but they also go by counties. When I was in New Jersey, it was North Jersey, South Jersey, Central Jersey, which both North and South ignore. They say it's not a thing, but it is a thing. That's where I was from. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like the South are like, oh, you're North Jersey. I'm like, no, I'm Central. The North's like, oh, you're South Jersey. I'm like, no, we're Central. Central. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it depends where you live. You know, there's different ways that people call DWF, DFW, for example. Right. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I I mean, it wasn't until maybe four years ago or so that I learned what PNW meant. But everyone up in the Pacific Northwest, they know what PNW is. So if you right. have PNW wedding photographer on your website, those couples who are looking for you, they're going to find that, or they're going to go to your website and be like, Oh, wait, I live in Arizona. This is not for me. I don't know. I don't know how you're doing so well on the Arizona front page of Google, but but that's great. Um, Yeah. But But then they leave and then it tells Google, you're not a good fit. Right. right. Yeah. So then it takes you off that front page. Yes. It does. Um, another tip that has nothing to do with CRO, but okay. I think it's really important that we mentioned um, is Google My Business. Okay. So Google My Business. It, I don't care if you don't have a, a brick and mortar space, you need to be on there because it makes up 25% of local SEO. Yeah. So you could add, you, you should, it's a free listing by Google. And you want to make sure that you claim that listing. The postcards are taking a long time because of COVID now. They need to know where you live, but you don't need to show where you live. You could say, I serve clients at their home and this is the mile radius. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chance for you to add pictures, um, all your services. If you sell anything, any products online, there's even now a product section that you can add that goes in your listing. So, And then getting reviews is important. So that's social proof for your business. 
Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, um, I did that and I, I didn't for the longest time cause I didn't want my address out there. And I was like, I don't want just random people showing yeah, up, yeah. Uh, which I've had people call and they're like, Hey, can I come over, um, like to your studio? I was like, this is not a studio. This is my house. Uh, you'll be greeted by children not wearing pants. Uh, so don't do that. Um, but, but like, I again, have... don't be naked. <laughs> again, don't be naked if you're don't inviting people over. Yeah. You learned this is the big lesson for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the, the title of the episode. Just CRO, don't be naked. Don't be naked. Uh, don't Put let your website on. be naked. Belinda um, said, awesome idea about the portfolio direction. Thank you, Belinda. I don't know yeah. if you're still on. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but yeah, the, uh, that, that Google, my business is so good because a lot of people are Googling, you know, wedding photographer near me. Yeah. If you're not on there as a location listing, there's uh, Google doesn't know. But a lot of people, they're like, Oh, I have it. And they set it and forget it. You want to make sure it's up to date. You want to make sure you have recent pictures Mm-hmm. Um, there's something called Google posts in there that you can do, which is sort of like a tweet between a tweet and an Instagram post. Cause it expires. Um, okay. so Google posts where you can add some keywords, you know, talk about your business, any events, any offers. So if you do have a studio or a floral shop, anything like that, yeah. there's, there's updates, there's events, and there's also a COVID-19. So it's really important for everyone to update their COVID-19 information. So is it by appointment only? Do you require people, you know, say you're going to wear masks? I know that's, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in Florida. I'm in Texas. Yeah. So you know, we're about the but, same. <laughs> yeah. Where it's, it's, I mean, people are still required in some places here. I think right. the media shows like it's wild. It's a little uh-huh. wild in Miami, but most businesses are a lot of businesses are still requiring wearing masks. But I'm saying right. is you need to put a COVID update, say, yes, we are open. Mm-hmm. We're taking on clients. It's by appointment only. We have limited, da, 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 you know, because before you could do a photo shoot of a family of 30 people and now maybe you can't where you right. live. So, yeah. 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 And that's, that's like uh, taking down those barriers for your potential clients too, because they may be like, well, I don't know what hours they're open or can mm-hmm. I call during this time? If you have your and hours, hours are all black right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all crazy, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, it's great to go in there and update it. Um, I, I recently went in and updated photos because I hadn't in like a year and a half and I've become a better photographer in the last year and a half uh, as we all should be, you know, growing continually. Um, so I was like, Oh yeah, this does not represent like my best work anymore. Mm -hmm. And I took a few of them out and put in a bunch new and now whenever exactly because if somebody clicks on there and it says like 2014 right yeah yeah they're like are they still in business like yeah exactly it's always great if the clients can upload some photos when they do the review but i know that's taking a step further it's Um, yeah it's but, something you know, that I do ask whenever I send my, my little uh, thing and just like asking for reviews. Um, yeah. Because I believe that if you don't ask for it, you know, they don't you, know yeah, to do no, it. They don't. They're busy. They'll forget. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they may tell you like on the wedding day, like, Oh, we're going to leave you the best reviews. And it's like, and then, awesome. You know, and life then, happens. Yeah. They went on a honeymoon and they had a lot of fun and then they forget. 
And, and they come back and they're sad their wedding's over. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're just looking through their photos and they're like, oh, that was fun. And um, and then your email comes in and it's like, hey, here's links to Google yeah. and Wedding Wire and Facebook and wherever. And then they can go in there and leave reviews. And I always say, you know, like think about uh, you know, one thing that really stood out. They don't have to write about everything. And if you can right. kind of give them that focus of, you know, cause whenever I'm asked to do something like whenever uh, I'm around new people and they're like, tell me something about you. I'm like, I don't know. There's so many things about me. I know. Like, like uh, yeah, that's very like, like narrow mm-hmm. it down a little bit yeah. for me, um, which I have to do in my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell them something about a sport that I like um, or that I used to play or whatever. And uh, so that's the same thing with reviews is like kind of narrow it down for them. Like think about something that one thing that really stood out in the experience and then maybe add a couple photos mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Of, of that experience. And then that adds to your social proof and Mm -hmm. having other photos from users. And it's not just all, you know, the hosts or owners photos that goes a long way for. Yeah. Sometimes I've had clients like the views gone crazy. They're like, you have a thousand views. Whoa. You know, like clients that Mm -hmm. have boutiques, for example, because people like to see those photos. Like I do whenever I'm looking at a new business or restaurant, that's the first thing I do. Oh yeah. I go to the photos to see like, Oh, what does it look like inside? What does the food really look like versus what it looks like online? You know? Uh Yeah. Are these like authentic tacos or are these like Taco Bell looking tacos? Like what, what kind of food is this? Yeah. Yeah. We do that anytime that we're traveling and just like, Oh, you never know. It could be a myth. Yeah. They could have some good reviews, but then I'm like, Oh no, that does not, that does not look good. Um, but yeah, also like little side note, this is something I just got an email from Google saying, Hey, your photos have been viewed over a hundred thousand times. Yeah. Um, I was like, that is awesome. Um, I started probably about six months ago, uh, leaving reviews for all of my vendor friends. Yeah. The people Ooh, that I love working with. Because yeah. you become a, a Google, what's it called? Local, a local expert or yes. something. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. So the uh, good thing about that is that, sorry, my Google phone is like going crazy because I keep saying Google. Oh. <laughs> um, the, the good thing about that is that Google will also start associating yourself with more and more location stuff. Mm, okay. So the difference between regular SEO and local SEO is that local SEO has um, modifiers. So how does Google know if I type in pizza that I'm not wanting a pizza recipe versus a pizzeria near me? It's going to be these others. It's context and the modifiers. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed that uh, I think I'm a level seven. I stopped though. I, I need to continue. When I leave reviews for local businesses, it helps because we're like helping each other. And then Google's associating, you know, cause there's that math timeline that Google does too. Right. So yeah. I do, I do think it helps. And I think that's great. I think vendors really need to come together and collaborate more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it builds those relationships with the vendors. Uh, and you have I, awesome photos for the vendors. Too. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I just posted um, a really great photo for uh <laughs> 
don't know, tooting my own horn about the really great photo, but I thought it was really great. And I posted that with a review you for your own horn. It's your yeah, podcast. Your exactly. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and you should toot your own horn on, on your website and on. Yes. Um, but I, I added that. And then I got a text from that vendor. It was just like, Oh my gosh, that was the sweetest review. Thank you so much. Aww. Like I had no idea you were going to do that. And I was like, yeah, of course. And because then, they, they'll see it. They'll see the impact. How many views that photo got. Yep. Yep. And then that's bringing them more business. And then like, I like this guy. I'm going to refer him more. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, this wasn't like my goal, but then you give and you get exactly. Yeah. And then they gave me a review and they were like, John is amazing to work with Worked with him many times. I was like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like I wasn't looking for that. Right. Right. It is, it is a benefit of, Mm -hmm. of leaving those reviews. So, okay. So cool. Um, so other than like um, having those calls to action on your site, pointing to other places, being a guide on your website for the users, mm-hmm. um, are there other aspects of CRO um, yeah. that we can implement? Yeah, in? I think um, speed is important because it is okay. part of you know getting to the page or getting to the thing. And also interlinking. I feel like a lot of creatives don't have enough interlinking. So for example, okay. every page in Google really likes a hierarchy. They like very organized things. So every page on your site should have a link from somewhere because if it doesn't, it's called an orphan page. So let's say you created a page, you know, those like kind of secret pages that you only, that you can only get to there if there's a link, if you give the person a direct link, that's not right, ideal yeah. for SEO. If you're going to do a private page for pricing or whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But essentially like the buttons we were talking about is interlinking, but within the text too. So in your about page, like, Oh, you know, I'm a Houston photographer. I love photographing weddings because this and that I love being a wedding photographer. And then you take the word wedding photographer and link it to your wedding photography portfolio page. Okay. Yeah. So that's a little bit more on the SEO side because the buttons kind of cover it, but that is also like, helping organize the content together so Mm -hmm. google knows and associates and knows where to go um and shows that you know for for your audience um let me just see one thing here yeah uh but ask away okay so um with so interlinking is links to different pages on your own website yes is it mm-hmm. helpful to like link to other websites, other articles or anything? Does that really help with CRO? I know that's more. Yeah. That helps yeah. them. If you are, whenever you are um, linking to vendors, let's say you did a wedding, you're linking to vendors. You want to make mm-hmm. sure that that link opens in a new tab. Okay. So they're not leaving your site. They're not leaving your site, but it's just open because if they leave again, that can mess up your bounce rate. Right. Yeah. Um, So whenever you're giving a link to someone, that's more you helping them than, than anything else. Okay. Um, But getting a link to your site is really ideal. So when working with vendors, what you could do, for example, interview the wet, the florist or interview, you know, the, the wedding venue, people um, mm-hmm. and give them a link and hopefully they'll interview you and give you a link back. And that's always great for SEO. And that's another way to, to help each other out when it comes yeah. to that. Okay. 
and yeah. and really um, one more thing sorry i was yeah. just like trying to look at my notes so yeah another thing is you definitely want to since a lot of people are on the phones mobile uh-huh. um you definitely want to break up tax like i recommend taxes like you know the king of seo right but you want it for the text to be scannable so some tips to help with that sometimes is bolding or sometimes even changing the color of a header So I do that more with blog posts because, you know, you have branding and the theme. So in blog posts, for example, if I want something to stand out, I'll bold it and change the color and make it a little bigger. So breaking your elements. So if it's photo, you know, then some text, then more photo, then maybe like social proof, like testimonials. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, with all this, Again, it's really, I think it's important to really dive into your analytics because if you don't look there, you're not going to know how your UX experience is. And it's essentially, it's really about the UX. So also you want to avoid distracting elements. So sometimes as much as pop-ups work and they're great, if, if the people don't see that little X to exit out, or if you have, for example, I had an in-person consultation with a newborn for a, a girl who's going who's switching from wedding photography, newborn photography. And there was this page where she had like three different fonts. And I said, it's, it's really distracting. Like I can't pay, you know, I like my brain is scattered. Yep. So she's like, Oh, I thought it would stand out. I was like, no, bold this part mm-hmm. and have it. So you want to avoid distracting elements. You want to avoid things that may cover or hover uh, or, or just might be, you know, cause confusion. We always, you know, confused mind says no. Exactly. So we don't want to, to, um, Confuse people. And then, you know, you're always testing as well, right? Like if you changes and you see there's a dip in your analytics, you might revert back, you know, maybe things weren't as bad as you thought. Um, And then one thing that we're seeing in in the SEO world, which, which affects both sides is as far as having more conversational copy. Because what's happening with SEO is nobody's going to use text anymore. It's all voice search. So when I look, so for example, my, my kids are teens. They're like, Hey Siri, you know, Hey Google. Right. Um, so when you, when you're speaking, you stay more, it's longer. So this is why that people also ask part and the frequently asked questions part is really important in order for you to make your content more conversational. Okay. That's going to help people scan it better. That's going to help you get found as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for my blog posts, when I did blog like, you know, weddings or about the wedding venue and stuff, I would usually interview the brides and say, you know, any advice you have for a bride getting married at that wedding venue? Yeah. You know, any tips that you have and get them writing for you. And it's great because they'll use oh, the yeah. language like, you know, your, your other brides may use or may be looking up. Uh huh. Yeah, that was something that I learned a few years ago because I hated blogging and I just it I was like, I don't know, it's going to take so long to think about what all to write about this wedding. And then another photographer friend was like, yeah, I just send a questionnaire to my couples and they love it. They want to brag about the wedding oh, yeah, because yeah. it's done, they, you know, they write like, about oh, so much. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that I don't personally know. Um, and then they go on and on about it. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, this is way over 300 words and I didn't have mm-hmm. to write anything. I can just say, and this is from the couple and then boom, mm-hmm. it's, it's all that right there. Uh, yeah. So, I, I so 
for sure. Yeah, that is such so great. And they'll write a lot. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's awesome. So, like I said, it's really important to look at your analytics to see where you're at. I always like mm-hmm. to compare like a month to the last year, but 2020 is a crazy year. We really can't compare. Right, so you might yeah. want to do month to the previous month. And then there is a section in Google Analytics called conversion. So this gets a little bit more techie, but one thing that I've done for myself and also for my clients is set up what they're called goals. Okay. Um, so I have a goal, like you can set up goals where it's like, okay, I have a goal that I really want people to stay at least two minutes on my website. Mm-hmm. I have a goal that I want people to visit at least two pages on my website, but the big goal for usually for, you know, people in the wedding industry is the form fill, right? Right. So the best thing you could do for that is create an actual thank you page URL instead of just a thank you message when people submit the form. Uh-huh. So you create a page on your site, like a new page that just says thank you. So it's dot 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 your domain name.com slash thank you. Um, and it's the same message that they usually will get. And then what you want to do is so let's say you use 17 hats or Honeybook, you know, whatever form system you, you use, you want to, once the person fills out the form, for that to be automatically redirected to that thank you page. Yes. Yeah. So this, you could ask, you know, in the groups of whatever you're using, it's, that part is not hard to do, but then you go to analytics and then you go to goals and then you say, um, you add that URL. So it's, it's called like a custom conversion. P- feel free to tag me, but it's, if you go to goals then you go to custom and then it says you want people to land here. Why is this important? It's important to know out of the hundred visitors, how many people actually filled out the form. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Because we know in our head, we're like, yeah, I think I got 20 inquiries last month. And, I, you know, uh-huh. like we know our conversion rate for like, oh, I spoke to 20 people or 20 people filled out the form. I know that usually 12 book, whatever. Yeah. But keeping track of, of the actual real conversion on your site. So that is also good to set up. That is a little, something a little bit more techie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you can hire someone to do it for you. Right. Set up some Again, Fiverr. Fiver. set up yeah. goals in my Google analytics. And that's what I like. I like to see average session. I like to see, you know, the, because then you also know if you're up or down, like you can compare for months to see oh, yeah. like, wow, you know, October, I do really well. Or October, I usually get, uh-huh. uh, you know, 24, 50 form fills. And this year it's at 20. So what, what can I change? What can I do to improve? So at the end of the day, in order, you got to track it, right? Like, it's not just like, Oh, I think I'm doing well, or I think I'm not, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's in tracking because you are testing some things and trying to improve. Now there's other things. Some people are starting to use those chat bots, which, um, I want to use, but I just don't have the time to set up the whole thing. Right. Yeah. They, they seem interesting. Yeah. Um, so but, I, I hear really good things about like, for me, that does a lot of freebies and downloads. Uh-huh. I think it works best, you know? Um, so it depends on the industry that you're in, obviously, right. but that's a, a thing that we're seeing more of. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and these chatbots, they're, they're pretty fancy. They're pretty, you know, personalized, but you do need the time to set it up. So that's what I don't have right now. Right. Yeah. Same, same here. Yeah. yeah I'm like, Oh, mobile monkey looks awesome. Cause now I think there's a way to do it with Instagram, which is really what I want because of clubhouse, Ooh. but anyway, okay. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think that's where I found you was on in a, a clubhouse room. I think uh, so. Isn't that know, awesome? No, here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also talking, um, yes. which I love clubhouse for that reason. It's just, right. it's, it's so crazy. cool to just talk to, talk to people. Um, and, um, but yeah, uh, so a little side note mm-hmm. on that. Thank you page. Um, when, uh, just a tip for that, it, when you're setting up your thank you page, don't just have like, thank you. I'll be getting back to you within the next mm-hmm. 24 hours or whatever. Um, cause then they're not going to do anything. Have another call to action on that page. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, while you wait, feel you, free to, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like on my, on my check thank you out page, this photo have, gallery. Yep. Or check out, you know, here's, um, an engagement, uh, session wardrobe guide, and then they can click to, That's click so to smart. that, to that blog. And now I want to fill out a thank you page blog. just to see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I have that call to action, like four different places on my website. I love it. See, see, you're <laughs> but, good. You're S- your CRL. I'm sure it's doing well. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm really interested in, cause I want to add that, uh, that thank you page onto my Google analytics mm-hmm. and just see those numbers. Cause I have like, I can, I can run a report on, I use right. a, and I can, I can see how many leads I, I had come in. Got to, um, but but yeah, that would be, that'd be interesting. It's to interesting to see people. the visitor pattern because then uh-huh. you're like, if you're down, right. you need to make some changes. Yeah. If you're up, Hey, I'm up. And where are they coming from? Let's keep this up. Oh, social mm-hmm. media is doing really well. Oh, organic is doing really well. Right. Let's keep it up. So I, yeah. I feel like as creatives, we get really scared of analytics, but honestly, if you look really just at acquisition behavior, which is what are the top pages they're visiting? It's fine. I promise. And I'll, I'll link right. up. Um, it's an old blog post, but it's called yeah. Google analytics for non-techie folks that I did a while back. Cool. Yeah. Probably needs an update, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll add that. And then the UX roadmap thing that I have, it's just a freebie awesome. that helps you ask some questions to guide your user. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be, that'd be so good. And for those of you listening who do not have your Google analytics set up, um, I'm, I'm sure there may be a link in that, uh, that Google analytics, uh, for non-techie people to sign up. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I'll also include that in the show notes and we'll post that in the Facebook group, uh, in case you're just like, I want to do this, but I have no idea. Like I'm super not techie. Um, cause I heard people talk about Google analytics and I was like, that sounds cool. I don't know where to find Sounds like math. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you definitely want to sign up. So like this happens with a lot of Squarespace people or sometimes, um, like people are like, Oh, I just look at this plugin. Don't look at a plugin. Don't look at the Squarespace stats or which or whatever. Look at Mm -hmm. Google analytics because there could be differences, you know, because Google analytics is analyzing where the users, how are they interacting your site and their experience and their engagement. So that's really important. Yeah. And even if you're not really focused on it right now, if you just set up Google analytics, it's starting to work already. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then if you're like six months later, time to compare the data, right. 
Mm-hmm. You can't just mm-hmm. install today and think that you can go in and, and check the acquisition and, and some things right. we talked about. Yeah. 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 But as you go on, you can go back and check and you can see uh, trends and patterns mm-hmm. of like, oh, September is a really slow. Like I don't have a lot of users coming in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe I could can do, I do a new blog post. Can exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bring bring more people in because this tends to be a slow month every year. Yeah. Um, or my my conversion rate from user to filling out or getting to my thank you page is is really low during these months. Maybe I can add another call yeah. to action in there or like a banner text or something. Yeah. And uh, then we're also checking like so you can check how many visitors are going to the contact, but you didn't. You don't know how many are unless you have like that thank you page. Right. So that's always great too. Like, oh, I had a hundred visitors, 30 went to the contact, but only 10 filled out. Why is my contact too long? Is there something wrong with my form? Is my form mm-hmm. broken? Mm-hmm. Like I had one of my recurring clients. She's, she's done a couple of consultations with me. One time she was like, oh my God, I need a consultation. All my inquiries are down. Da, da, da. Then we found out one of her top pages, the link was broken. To the yep. contact page, and that's why yep. it was down. There you, you know, go. Like, and uh-huh. we forget. Sometimes it happens. I have, I have broken links too all the time. Oh, yeah. I have to. Yeah. So yep. it's important to get someone to maybe go through your site. Maybe someone who's not within your industry. Right. Go through your site, you know, and, and see what they said. If there's any distracting elements, if there's any hurdles that they see, that could help too. Oh yeah, yeah. Get get one of your parents to go through because yeah. they're usually super yeah. not techie, and yeah. then they're That's also I like I used to say the eight year old. The eight year olds are techie. Oh yeah, not yeah. the eight year olds anymore. You know, no. these kids are are like being born with iPads in their hands. I swear. Right. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. Parents, grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. If they can navigate your site, anyone can navigate your site. Anyone. Uh, and you're going to be doing great. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, Fuse, thank you so much for all this. This So much information. I hope Um, everyone enjoys the content. Yes. Feel free to tag us if there's any further questions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and I know you're, uh, you know, you can ask questions in the Facebook group or you can find uh, Fuse on Instagram and we'll, we'll get into plugging your, where they can find you and all that. Um, but before we kind of wrap things up, there's a part of the show where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, and it could be movie shows, books, whatever. It could be a new food or something. It could be the sunlight outside. Um, yeah. What are, what are you loving this week? So I just got back from my trip. So I'm kind of like feeling very refreshed, renewed. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about this question. Like, mm. I did start watching a lot of NCIS, but I started like season six or else it was just too much to go back. It's like 30 episodes a season. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. one thing that I've been jamming to, and I'm okay. not a big music person, but the song by Dua Lipa with J Balvin and Bad Money. I have that on repeat. I'm loving that song. And J Balvin as well. I'm like, oh, this is a good playlist for me to get productive work done. Okay. So I've been, I've been, I've been liking that nice. music I, lately and, and that reels. Out. And I've been getting more into reels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed, uh, I've been seeing a lot of your reels. I was like, either she's making more of these or like the analytics are just, or the uh, algorithm is now. Yeah pushing all of your reels to me maybe uh, they've been popping up i've made like three day. recently that i put up that like oh uh-huh. okay now i got the hang of it <laughs> i i needed i need to just like jump on the wheels wagon um 
As I'm for always me, it's just hard like, because it's a lot of tutorial, but for you, it's a lot easier because uh, you can because it's only 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. So like a recap of a wedding. So let's say, you know, you're doing like five seconds of the getting ready, five seconds of the ceremony, five seconds mm-hmm. of this, and then you put it together with the song. Yep. Yeah. But use hashtags. Hashtags are important. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I need to do that. And it's, it's that whole perfection thing again, done mm-hmm. is better than perfect. Like it could be, yeah. it could be not the best real, but it might reach 200 people. And yeah. then that's the right also people, <laughs> the 200 right people. Yeah. And then you and can tag the wedding venue. Exactly. And they can share it to their and then stories. They can share it. And then you got more views and there Way you more go. Views. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to post a real this week within a week awesome. for sure awesome um okay cool yeah i will I'm and it could even be just photos too if you you know i use InShot. oh yeah the app. me too yeah you know yeah and you know video editing as well so you're good yeah yeah i'll 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 do that it's it's the ideas i'm always just like oh but i don't want to copy what this other person did even yeah. though it was really good but if you look at tiktok and reels. It's all there is. It's so, okay. I'm going to share half. This is a secret. I'm going to share okay. with y'all. Cool. Yeah. No okay. one tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> so, okay. So, you know, I, I got on the little TikTok bandwagon and then I just, like, so for me, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to come up these with these ideas, right? These creative mm-hmm. dance, whatever. So then I, a friend shared this Brazilian architect. I'm originally from Brazil. This architect girl who's like an architect slash blogger right so i'm like watching this girl's reels and content and i'm loving it so i started saving and then you could save the song Uh and then i just copied what she did but i but i changed the topic so for example and then it made me feel better because i didn't feel i think i feel like a lot of pressure like oh i have to come up with a unique idea or what's trending what song like Mm -hmm. i haven't got time for that so so for example her thing was like um, when for, when clients are DIYing their own projects and then they call you, you know, for help. So I was like, ah, oh. so I did. So this one has 1500 views. So I did the, and it's the Bruno Mars song, uh-huh. what you do and where you're at. So I said, when photographers switch platforms and they break their website, they're like, what right. you do and where you at? Uh-huh. So, you know, essentially she's from a different, completely different industry. Yeah. Completely different content. But I like the, the dances she did. You know, I like the little things in the song. So I save the songs and then I'm just changing the content to match mine. And it's yeah. okay. And that's great. Yeah. And, that, and, and, you know, like, is it a copy? I mean, yeah, but it's not the same topic. It's not, right. you know. Yeah. So that's helping me because I was putting a lot of pressure to like, oh, what do I need to do, you know, to come mm-hmm. up with these, you know, and some people have a knack for that. I don't some people do i also do not um, yeah yeah so that's helpful like maybe find somebody you would enjoy watching and then saving some trending songs but then you know put it to you know like and you could do you know i I feel like you like some humor right oh yeah for sure yeah then you could do like maybe some wedding humor as well you know when Uh when clients like i don't know it could be like when clients are in their honeymoon and texting about their images or I don't know, something, Yeah, something um, fun. you know, something funny with the song. Okay. So what I've been doing is I'm watching a few reels at, cause it's really hard to find music in reels. I find. Yes. Like, yeah. so what I do now is I'll visit a reel. If I like it, I'll save the sound. 
So okay. now it's in my saved folders. Yeah. Um, and then what I usually am doing is I'm filming and then any voiceovers I'm doing later, but usually it's not even that many voiceovers now with, with reels, but okay. I'm not, you know, I don't know the fancy like TikTok, like stop, rewind. I'm not there, but right. Okay. okay. Cool. I like that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to yeah. find, find a few videos that I me. like. She like totally inspired yeah. me. I saved a few videos. And then one day I went outside. It was like, I thought of the topic. So the other one was, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when somebody asks about your pricing and, and you're like this and then like, oh, they're ready to book and the music goes fast and you're excited that they're booking. Like it's something so silly, yeah. but it resonates with people. And, and it's true. It you does. love what you do, you know? So you're like excited when someone wants to work with you. So exactly. Yeah. And it shows your personality and right. then, and then it can, people also can share like, with um, other people. LeJune King is someone great you should follow on TikTok. She's the one TikTok queen. Right. So yeah. She, did, she took, I mean, she's bold and out there. You know, I'm not like that level, but uh-huh. she, did, she just did one today where it's the thrillers. It's, you know, the thriller before they start dancing and it's just uh-huh. like, oh, just like with the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, so she acted like she was the client and she's like, you mean you, you want me to get these prints? And she's like, you know, you want these double mounts. And she's showing <laughs> the double mounts and then she's showing a cab. It was just, I was like, brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. Yeah. You know, That's like, great. I was like, so she, she checks what's trending and then you, you could just add it to your own content. So, yeah. okay. We got yeah. off tangent again. Yeah. Just just get that inspiration and then add your yeah. own. So that's why I felt like my light bulb went on. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, I like this chick. I'm going to say her stuff and I'm just going <laughs> to talk about marketing instead. Cool. I'm not talking about architecture stuff. So I love it. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna- All right. So I'm going to follow up with you next week. See if you yes. do the reel. Yeah. I will. I'll share the reel with you. I'll yeah. Tag you in it. Awesome. Be like, like, fuse. Uh, she's you inspired. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Okay. So I am loving, um, it's a, it's a TV show or it's on online now. Um, it's on, Oh, is this Amazon prime? Um, Oh wait, I wrote it down. It's called them. Yes. It's on Amazon prime. Um, it's called them or them, them. Okay. With it, with it. So it's scary. It, it kind of it kind of turned into a little bit thriller a little bit a little bit thriller yeah it's not like horror type scary um, right yeah I don't do, I don't do that it's an anthology series so it's like every season is going to be different oh, um, kind of like uh, Black Mirror like Black Mirror yeah because Black Mirror is like an anthology like every episode is different and yeah. different cast and everything yeah, yeah but this it follows um, this black family in the f- 50s okay i believe um who moved to um where they moved south south uh compton i think and uh i don't know it's either south or north compton but um they moved there in the 50s from like rural uh you know like north carolina or something and they Mm -hmm they move out to Compton and then it, it follows a week in their life. And it really just shows the all white neighborhood that they moved into and how they are not, uh, not looking here. It says there's 
malevolent forces. Malevolent forces. Yeah. So. So you were um, expecting that part. Right? I was not expecting that part. That happens like a few episodes in, like maybe four or five gotcha. into the show. I'm like, oh, this is a different show than what I thought it was going to be. Right. Uh, but you're liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah. It's got. Um, it's it's kind of shot in a similar way of American Horror Story or American True Crime uh, or okay. crime, something Crime Story. Um, so I I like it. Um, the the actors are all all really great and awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been really interesting. I'm I'm not finished with the season yet, uh, but I've been loving it. I've been. Uh, like whenever I watch my shows, I'm either washing dishes or yeah. cooking. So yeah. it's always just like in the kitchen, just like have my laptop set up on yeah. something. I uh, love it. And yeah, so I've been like slowly getting 20 minutes at a time going through these episodes. Uh, but yeah, them, it's on Amazon Prime uh, and it's cool. It's a good show, but awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, awesome. So where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Um, yes. So you can find me. Yes. So Fuse Creative Inc. is the um, Instagram. The website is Get Found with Fuse. I also have an SEO for Creatives Facebook group um, that you can join. And on my site, you'll see some resources. Like I have a free keywords class. So if you're brand new to SEO, that's a great, you know, um, just mini class that you can start with researching some keywords for your business. So those are some of the places you can find me. Sweet. Cool. We'll have all the links to those, um, in the show notes as well, um, as the, uh, the Facebook group. Um, and also if, if you scroll down, look for a picture of fuse, um, from like early or mid May, um, you'll also see a link there to, uh, Mm -hmm. your SEO, uh, for creatives facebook group yay uh, so well sweet well thank you so awesome. much for, for being guys. on the show so great yeah. hanging out with you this evening i know this was a lot so of fun. fun i enjoyed it yeah so fun i'm gonna have to interview you now not for my podcast but for my blog so cool i, I am awesome. totally down sweet cool. thank all you right. john have a good all evening right. all right you too bye everyone thank you Y'all, wasn't that conversation with Fuse so good? I personally learned so much from her about SEO and CRO, and I've already made changes on my website, um, which is one of the perks of being live at the recording. Um, And you can also join us live next time for the next recording of a podcast um, by joining the Facebook community. Just search on Facebook for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group. Um, We will have all the links for all of the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 65. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions and interact with us and make it a little bit more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at LightDarkCo. You can follow Fuse at Fuse Creative Inc. That's F-U-S-E, Fuse. Um, You can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. I would love to read your review on next week's episode. Until next week... I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye.